calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I'm Daniel and this week I'm joined by Tom. Hello. And Rich. Hello. And a very special guest, um, George. Hello. Um, Maybe you should explain where we are. Yeah, before. we're not in the podcast room so there might be some ambient noise. And we're not at E3 either. Where are we, George? You're at E2. E2? That's What's mental. E2? What is E2? Well, E2 is a little London game embracing festival event where we have indie developers showcasing their games whilst E3 is going on as well. <laughs> so, but where are we? What's the venue? Oh, physical. Oh, well, we are at the Loading Bar in Soho, in Rupert Street, just down from the theatre, yeah. theatre district. <laughs> So very helpful. Both types of theatres, I'm told. Yeah. And yes. And uh, we've been here before, Daniel. We have indeed. This is the Loading Bar. We're going to speak to Jimmy, who owns the Loading Bar, a little bit later on. He's going to share his views on E3. Um, so, what can people check out this week at E2? So this week, well, it's um, this week they could check out a load, load of different games because what we did is each day we had different developers showing their games. Yeah. And, um, We've had people from Italy coming over, with people from the Netherlands coming over, with people from all parts of England, of course, and um, and yeah, so it's a it's 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 a mixture. Um, Headline sponsors are Sony, right? And yes, and, and GameStick, and yes, they're both sponsoring. And they are, the reason for that is because we are we're doing this for non-profit, really. We, you know, the developers who show their games, they don't pay anything. People who come in don't pay anything. The only thing we do is for the evening show, we've got a live stream, we've got a small charge. Again, that just goes into the back of the production. Yeah. So we just needed some money to be able to run this event. Because we didn't want to charge the developers, you know. Of course. And the, the idea is just for the developers to come in, set up the games, and then for people to come in and look at the games. And who is E2? Well, that's, that's a good question. It's you and Keith, right? Well, it's, Keith, it's Keith's fault. Okay, so it's Keith, and, it, and this is Keith Stewart, who does a lot of the games coverage for The Guardian. Yes, he does. And I think he'd, uh, he didn't. He wanted to go to E3 and then didn't go to E3. He was complaining about it on Twitter. And I just <laughs> said, oh, we should do our own thing in a yeah, half-joking half way. I said, look, if you, if, you, if you have to report about E3 from a pub, I'll just join you and 
co next to it, and then so that sounds good. And I said, well, we should get other people down here as well, and you know, so, and then it just went from there. And then Jimmy from the loading bar said, just do it here, it'll be fine. And so it's then, like a perfect storm; it all came together. Yeah. Uh, so is there a chance that this could happen next year again? It might grow. Do you think it's gone well? Well, I think it went really well. I mean, we've had because um, we don't do this professionally, Keith and I, as in like organising events. So we had to do it within two and a half weeks. We had uh, the good thing is we had friends as well who helped friends who actually have organised events, so they they know what has to do because otherwise this would have turned out differently. Our aim is we hope we can do it next year, and um, but we we didn't. We, we just because within two weeks when you set it up you don't think about this is a long term thing whatever you just let's do this like a party and now people ask us should we do this are we going to do this next and you're like yeah that's a that's an interesting thought yeah maybe we should so I hope because people liked it they seem to enjoy it and people uh, because obviously this will be broadcast we'll be putting this out later in the week people can catch up with all the stuff that's been like live streamed on YouTube right yes so we've got a YouTube channel uh, E2 London yes that's the one and, so that's um, two with T double O, right? Yes. Yeah. It's like me too. Yeah. But E two. <laughs> and um we are going to put the content up there. It might not be immediately because we're going to also cut it up yeah. a little bit so people can pick the sections that they want to watch. Because you know, otherwise they'll be watching three hour, four hour live streams and I'm not sure that. People do that. People do that. That's true. Consume it, mainline it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that's right. Into it. Um, so you used to work at Lionhead. Yes. So you used to have the game's background. Yes. Um, what have you enjoyed seeing so far this week? Oh my God, I've 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 enjoyed actually all the things, but the because also because you're organising, you also have to run around a lot. But what has been the most amazing thing for me is the developers engaging with the people who have come to play the games. I mean, that was just amazing to see because. The space, it's, it's, it's sort of like a, a comfortable, bigger living room space here, in a good way though, because you actually get to talk to people, because you bump into people, so you actually talk to people, which is really nice. When you were in development, did you ever have that opportunity, or was it very much No, because you would, I would always go, we would always go to the big things, wouldn't we? You'd always go to E3 or Gamescom, or whatever it was called back then, and then Games Convention was, and, uh, which is very big and large, and you all kind of like anonymous as well. Like yeah, and you always, you know, you always try to get people to get and play your games and your pod and stuff. But here, you're you're sort of like looking around and go, go from one station to another, which is quite nice. And in terms of games, man, it's been amazing. I mean, loads of people we've had, you know, we've got people with the Oculus Rift showcasing their games. We've got people from Italy showcasing two two games. Only flew over for this. And uh, it's amazing. And, and I think, because it's such a smaller space, people do get the... Um, do you get the screen time from the audience? As in, like the participation time from the audience to, you know, test out the game and communicate with the developers. What I uh, most like about it is that you've managed to replicate sort of the temperature and sort of odor of E3, but on a much <laughs> smaller, <laughs> effortlessly. <laughs> that's where we put all the money. In. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's actually people here are very well groomed. It's like little, yeah. little modified fog boxes. <laughs> Um, is that the biggest worry when you guys go to E3? <laughs> any, any event we do. Any event we do. Um, no, we've got, um, we've got an entire department that tackles Do that. you just get a cold on purpose? <laughs> Tom, was Tom was meant to be at E3. I, was I, I, I have sympathy colds for people that go to these things. Yeah, I just get ill before. But the thing I'm most excited about is Oculus Rift. I really want to have a go on that. So before we go, um, we'll have a go on that. And that is Strike Suit Zero that's being showcased on that, right? Yeah. Awesome. Oh, I haven't um, tried it yet, even. Because I, I, I had to run it up, but it looks... I've yeah. got to say, 
I haven't had a go at it here, but I have had a go at it in the past, and it is insanely you, cool. You tried it in Iceland at EVE Online, yep. E-Fest. Yeah, we went to uh, went to E-Fest, and they had a game that they actually built in a week there, which was insane. You said like the weirdest thing was like seeing your own legs. It was crazy, because what you did, you, sit, you sat in a spaceship, and because of the way Oculus Rift works, you can look around you. So you can look down, you can see the legs of the cap of the captain that's piloting the spaceship. Um, if you put your legs where they're meant to be, it actually feels like your legs. So that wow. it's, it's kind of the whole phantom pain thing and that, do you <laughs> that have, happens with amputees. Do you have that? Some people seem to, you know, get motion sickness and stuff. They seem to be overwhelmed by the experience. Yeah. Do, do you have that as well? I didn't throw up, but okay. I've got, if you play it a bit too much, you might. I think that's always a boon when you don't throw up after a demo. Oculus yeah. Rift, it'll make you sick. It makes you sick. I've had someone yesterday who said to me, oh, he's played Half-Life 2 on it for like two hours and then felt a little bit weird. I don't know how we like, <laughs> playing a really intense game or something like Outlast. Have you seen the one where they put it on like an omnidirectional directional treadmill as well? Yeah, so yeah, basically yeah. you're running around. It's the Team Fortress like, that did it. That is yeah. Team yes, yeah. that's the Team Fortress one. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's completely next oh, we should have been really fit. Dude. That's what you should, yeah, you'd be a really fit. Um, so before we let you get on, because I know you've got a lot of stuff to do, oh, yes. um, have you seen any of the E3 coverage so far? Okay, so um, sort of console announcements. Yes. How do you feel about that? Obviously, because you've come from a sort of Microsoft heavy background. Well, I've, I love all games and all consoles. <laughs> is the correct answer? No, but I do. Still, still got tabs on. Because I'm indie now, anyway. Mm. You know, the company I work for, it's sort of like you know, we are we are indie. But um, I, I, so firstly, I think it's whatever happens in the next four or five months is the important one you know this was sort of like the big announcement thing and you know Sony did really well with their announcement you could see they, they knew which buttons to press and yeah, they pressed yeah. them very well they I, don't think, was, yeah, I don't think it was buttons they pressed I think it was more stab next yeah. see I'm trying to be more polite here I just yeah. <laughs> working in indie development was a uh, was it a massive kind of win for you that PlayStation had this entire section that was dedicated to yeah. indie games? Which I brought really all these guys out from Octodad to Transistor to all these guys. I think that's a really smart move, and I think that was great because you know you want those people supporting your platform. You want yeah. those people being sp spokesmen for those uh, for spokesmen for that for your platform, and they're the ones that are passionate. They're the ones that are loud, and they will also you know carry that message onwards. I think so. That's the that's the important thing. And um, yes, and I f thought that was brilliant that they did that. I really enjoyed yeah. that. I was like, I think that was actually my favourite part. That was, and because I mean, they're the future talent, right? So you've got to get them on your side. Oh, you have to. And what I say though to this is, it's kind of like, again, it's um, because I, I like to, I like to not lock myself down necessarily to one platform. I think because I think about the right project for the right platform in a way. Yeah. That's sort of like my yeah. thing because I play games on the iPad, I play games on my Android phone, uh, Android tablet, and I play like, I've got a 3DS XL with me everywhere I go, because yeah. I like the physical feedback from controllers, yeah. and I like the console gaming as well, so there is, you know, as a developer, there's so much opportunity around you. Um, it's good though that there's, you know, there seems to be, that the big guys are embracing the smaller guys, and some, some of the big guys seem to do it more at the moment than the others. Which you know, I hope we'll hear more from there from the Microsoft side as well. Um, and uh, but again, I mean, it's May. Is it May? It's June. It's June. June. It's June. When are they meant to come out? November. November yeah. Christmas time. Yeah. So we've got a few more months to go. And um, the other thing about E3, though, it's all everything's a little bit spectacle as well. That's the other thing about E3 that you know always 
worry about yeah. because from a developer point yeah. of view you always know like you have to do a demo phase three you have to do this phase three you know you, you have to do prep trailers and stuff you know how hectic e3 is and everything has to be right, but I was, yeah, yeah funny enough i was talking to someone from lionhead uh, a week or so ago and it's like you're going to e3 and he said well if we finish what we need to finish, then we might be at E3. Yeah. If we don't, then there's a chance that we might not be. Well, that's or... how it is. It's sort of like it's a big, big event that gets planned months and months in advance. Yeah, of course. And you know, and also I, I and which uh, which is good. You know, it's the big opening. I always think E3 is like the big opening where this is going to set the tone for the rest for the next twelve yeah, months. Yeah, the agenda definitely. Yeah. So that's the thing. And now it's about the execution of the agenda. Now was the talk. This is what we're going to do. This is what we want to do. And now it's how it's how it, if, if it gets executed that way and how it gets executed that way. And you know that, that there's a lot of uh, space to turn things around as well. I think. Great. I think it's really good to hear from you today, good. George. And uh, good luck with E2. Thank you very much. And hopefully it comes back again next year. Yeah, thank you. Well, and you know, if you guys support it, I'm sure we get it back. Yeah, and then we'll send more people down your way. And yeah, check out the YouTube channel, YouTube uh, E2 London. London. There you thank go. You. Thank you very much. And now you're going to talk E3. E3. I'm going to get really going to stick in the boot. Ah, love this. We didn't throttle George, by the way. That was <laughs> no. his sound effect. Um, we're now joined by Jimmy, who yeah. owns this fine establishment, the Loading Bar in London, which we already mentioned. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the place? Yeah, awesome. Um, it was something we kind of have been desperate to open something in London for ages, so we've had a bar in Falmouth for three years. Um, and this is a video game themed Yes, so kind of it was all about bringing together everything I liked about gaming, and it was kind of what job would I not mind doing seven days a week and not earning money for? So it's like <laughs> sitting around playing games. Yeah, I'm doing beer. this instead, so it's fine. Yeah, so kind of. So how. Sorry. It was like the naive thing of. Review games, get free games. It's like game bar, play games all day. When yeah. it's not, that's not it's true. It's fine. I, I get hundred grand from EA every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us a bit more about loading bar and how it works. So you have games set up for people to play. Yep. yep. So the idea has always been, it's kind of like any other cafe bar, but rather than say pool tables and dartboards, it's just Xboxes and kind of arcade machines. So. I'm surprised no one else does this. Yeah. Why is this not already a thing? Because you don't get rich doing it. It's probably the main why? reason um, and it's a, I guess it's a weird mix that games industry stuff is quite tech focused and I suppose hospitality is like social and if you spill a drink a on an Xbox it's fucked right Correct. yeah yeah that's true. as Jimmy knows yes. Jimmy's like fuck there yeah. is there is a list of fallen but you made a cocktail for IGN uh, two years ago was it yes. two years ago for Christmas it was the New Year's Eve ignition cocktail yeah it was indeed um, and we had messages after that of people who like nearly died after doing yeah we had people come in and drink it, it was, that was the idea though it was yeah. in honour of all you guys and your drinking habits it had to be <laughs> the equivalent of we've got a little bit better since then we've got a lot I better I think we've grown up quite yeah, a lot in the last couple of years we're saying this drinking beer at 6 o'clock i.e. <laughs> Stuart uh, right I think we should go through the conferences yes they've all taken place I think we should start with software developers first publishers yes so build up to the big stuff. Ubisoft first yes Right, Aisha. Aisha, she returned with a t-shirt with a hashtag that's a girl oh. Yes. Just awful. <laughs> Do you think awful or self-referential in a very French way? Yeah. There must have been a team of people there going, oh, how can we redeem it from last year? 
hashtag girlwood on a t-shirt. Also, if you drop Aisha, it looks like no, you dropped no, no, it because no. of last year. Go, yeah. Go. She was a giant this year. Yeah. You see the high heels. <laughs> when when, when, when he came, came out. Okay, well, I was like, it was almost like seeing Father Ted. Is he really small or is he just far away? <laughs> it was like one of the yeah. behind think, the scenes of The Hobbit. It was, it was weird. Like, it was like an Escher picture because perspective didn't function in a normal way because he was walking closer towards her. Yeah, he was getting no taller. <laughs> if anything, um, he was getting smaller. Yeah, if anything. And then she really patronised him. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad she didn't pat him on the top of the head. That would have been. Oh, have you got a new game? You've got a new game. Is it based on Tom Clancy? You've been reading all your Tom Clancy novels. Anyway, um, I don't know why I did that. Right, Rocksmith 2014. You can now jam with different instruments. Still the ultimate way to learn the guitar, apparently. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe start with young, get lessons. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Just... Does Who was playing the guitar for that? Oh, I don't know. Is, that, is this mean he's an Alice in Chains? Yeah, you've saw the stars looking on. <laughs> Tense. I was about to say, they are around, they are around the corner, so we'll just have to say nice things. They are watching us. Ubisoft, <laughs> Ubisoft PR is watching us. He's uh, but they also ran through their current gen stuff, right? So um, we had Splinter Cell Blacklist. Yeah, they showed a new trailer for that. That's out really soon in August. Um, Rayman Legends, yeah. which is here. Yeah, we've got it playable, so I think once we finally got the Wii U dev kit to do what it had to do, um, <laughs> it's gone on really well, I think. I think people just really want to play that game now. Yeah. South Park, which was well, taken over yeah. by Ubisoft, got a release date, another release date. Go on. Um, later this year. Excellent. Excellent. I think. Um, but the trailer ends with Carmen going, you know, out this year. Out this holiday season, or another holiday season, you know, video games. Um, the Crew, right, let's get next gen. The Crew. Okay. This is big open world MMO style racing game. Looks a bit like Burnout. Sounds like everyone's got a big everyone's MMO got, racing game. This well, I think year. what these consoles, new consoles, allow you to do is build huge open persistent worlds that actually have the level of detail that console gamers are used to. The thing is, like, massive MMOs on PC. Like, don't look great not, not up to the visual parity of like prices yeah but if you've got a stronger box you've got a stronger box yeah <laughs> it's how strong the box is that's what yeah probably, probably the strong box yeah. does wonders uh, with my big persistent online what what um, so, you can create a really detailed online world so I think that's what the crew is taking up um, you know really utilising a lot of fun yeah, to be honest, this is one of the one, one of the games that sort of slipped under my radar. To be honest, there's so much stuff this year. Like, yeah, everyone did have a racing game. This seemed like the fun, light-hearted, accessible racing game compared to Forza. Yeah, I think a few people here when we were on the live stream thought, obviously, Driver because it was yeah. soft and like, who, what game? Like, yeah. going for car games, they don't really have one. And yes, definitely yeah, something it, interesting. It looks like, it, it looks a lot of fun. Watch Dogs, we saw more of Watch Dogs. Then we saw Watch Dogs before we even came to E3 because someone made the trailer. I thought Apparently it was actually so. a viral campaign. Um, um, I've seen a lot of Watch Dogs now, I just want to play it. They've shown quite a bit of that game. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt like the right time to announce it last year, but now it seems like I've, I've played it already because it's been around for so long. But I am really excited. Yeah. Um, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. At least it worked at the Ubisoft conference. They also, we still got it here. They showed it at the PlayStation 4 conference, the PlayStation conference, and it crashed multiple times. Yeah. Which is a little bit awkward. It is a little bit awkward. How can, they must have tested it before, and it must have been doing that before. Yeah. Before well, it's a, like, it'll be fine. But you know, these things like, 
And these things do happen, but what I don't this has never happened is. to us at any event, Tom. I don't know what you're talking about. No, but every what, live stream we've ever done. What I don't understand is it when there's so much is riding on it, is why don't they just capture it before and pretend to play it? Because I, I, I punk do I, it. I always assume yeah. that's they what play they play live anyway. They I'm, just pre record sure they it. do this. Like some people do this. They must it's do. It's too high risk. What if you die? Yeah. You're like a right tip. Yeah. I just don't understand why that, that was a thing that happened. But um, I, the final game would be fine. I'm sure it will be. Okay. I think the two final games here we're talking about are my two favourites from the Ubisoft conference. Massive IGN favourite, Trials. This is, yeah, I mean, we're not speaking on behalf of the whole company, but within the UK office, like Trials is probably our most played game in last year, right? We should also mention that RMD is a huge Trials fan. It's no coincidence that it's everyone's favourite game. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd love to play this game with you, Ian. But it looked, uh, it looked futuristic. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it goes into the future. There's something like flying through clouds. Yeah, I think the good thing about Trials is it's almost like a blank canvas to build on. You can do whatever, the, whatever you want. I'm sure it's going to have an amazing level editor as well. Yeah. Building on what they have already. already. And you know what? Um, what would be good? Obviously, they've got the uh, the mobile app coming with it as well. Yeah, is it a companion game? And so, so if someone's shouting to me out, we're getting heckled. Yeah, but if you um, if you have a pad, then you could almost draw maps with that. Yeah, you know, like like an interface. And I was also thinking, like, if there was like a randomly generating trials level, you know, a level that just generated as it was going along, would that work? How about trials infinite, infinite? Exactly, Ooh. exactly. Oh, well, yeah, trials fusion would imply there is some kind of cross. And a big theme of a lot of these press conferences was the integration of tablets in yeah. a really casual way that you got someone. Yeah. I, you, Dad is rubbish at games. He can he can use a tablet or a friend, and I know a lot of people. This went down really badly with them. Like, going, oh, I'll never do that. We don't have to. You don't have to. You really don't have to. I think it's entirely optional. There was a thing where it went. Um, the bike went from the TV screen into the mobile. So there's right, definitely okay. like a big sort of crossover there. Yeah, it must be. What's nice about this as well is come to PS4, so it's not just Xbox anymore. Is that right? Yeah. Is that, is that it's an Xbox One and PS4. There you so, go. I was the, PR, the PR hasn't reappeared, so I'm guessing that's correct. correct. Otherwise, you'd have <laughs> awesome. over and shout at us. More people need to play Trials. Just play Trials constantly. And then finally, like last year, Ubisoft did the whole kind of textbook Apple move of doing the, oh, we're over, and actually one more thing. And they came out and revealed this Tom Clancy game called The Division. Everyone was playing Guess the Name with this I thought trailer. It was so many words yeah, came out over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was Rainbow Six. Each one of those titles looked like it could have been the name for the game. Um, so we just talked about this briefly. It's like the persistent MMO shooter squad based third person. There you go, lots of adjectives. Um, it looks like you're in teams of three to four going around kind of post-pandemic New York. Yeah, it's like set two weeks after an outbreak of some sort of disease yeah, or like something that's gone on collapsed as well as like a virus transmitted on money but I don't think that really matters that's but if we think like if you compare it to like GTA it's three three characters and you play as maybe, maybe, maybe squads yes yeah. yeah. okay but then if you take that and then look at next gen and this is basically three oh, right, squads yeah. all playing at the same time along with map. other other squads so on I'm, one massive map it so what incredible. I'm wondering like you know if it's like classic MMO thing where my team your team yeah we, we get a quest we're going on that quest and we encounter, you know, completely organically another team going on a conflicting quest and you know there's there is a firefight. And if we kill them, they have to restart their mission. Um, I just think that was really cool. A really clever way of getting mainstream gamers into that kind of genre. Yeah, because Watch Dogs has the same system, doesn't it? Yeah. You can be hunted and there's pros and cons to that of every time you try and play 
your game if someone's killing you how smartly they sneak that in but apparently it's balanced um, if you if you do it well it could be really cool so one of the things that came from the show floor that wasn't mentioned in the press conference was the companion app for uh the division if you read the preview on the site so uh if you have four people playing on ps4 um, you can have a fifth person playing uh, with a tablet and you basically act as a drone. Yeah. So you can call in the drone to do different things and it almost acts like if like you're in a, a Yeah, and you can sort of give your team like uh, power-ups uh, and help heal them and also call in like missile strikes and stuff as well. So it's like, I mean, it sounds mental. If they can pull it off, it's going to be incredible. Who's on the tablet? I have four mates around. My mum. Your mum's on the tablet. Oh, I just, I just blew him up. But you can also help other squads as well. So you don't just have to help your mates that are playing. You can also go around and just help out other people. So if you're just sort of oh, casually like, browsing, you can be like a lone wolf drone. Yeah, and I imagine you'll probably accrue like XP for doing that. It's linked up to your like. <laughs> I quite like that. Like playing with your mates on iPad. It's like, like screw you and just join the team. Mm. That'd be cool. mm. Right, that's Ubisoft done. So they last year they kind of won the whole conference, right? Um, and this year I think solid a lot of stuff we knew about wait did we miss out just dance 2014 <laughs> <laughs> I glossed over it and Rabbids Invasion I can't believe it coming to Nickelodeon we're going to get a lot of feedback saying why we missed out what Ubisoft, yeah, Ubisoft, Ubisoft, Ubisoft really well. <laughs> uh, I think we should next go to Electronic Arts EA EA if you want to save time um, 11 next gen titles they focused almost exclusively on next gen yep this, went, this is what we're going to give you first up Oh, it's another shooter. But actually, third fans, person shooter. Fans vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. Yeah. I thought this was great. It looks <laughs> good. It everyone, looks really good. Everyone was complaining, I think, even in here about the lack of colour, so all the next gen stuff was browns, and they, yeah, it was a good reveal Cause, that cause it was better they, than just plants versus zombies. Oh, like, yeah, again. I thought totally, because when they started the trailer, I thought this is just an elaborate CG trailer for regular plants versus zombies, but no, it's its own standalone game, which is coming first to Xbox One, and then Xbox 360, and I think there was a little bit fuzzy about who else it's coming to, what are the platforms. Um, I think it looked really good, like co op shooter. You protecting the house which is in the centre of the map from the zombies um, look for a shooter it looked kid friendly like yeah, it could it be like get. my son's first shooter yeah and it almost felt like tower defence as well right yeah because you, can, you like... can still play like place items yeah I just want to play as Pat Choi <laughs> um, running around the map that's all I want to do who doesn't I want <laughs> is this the first mobile game that's gone to a fully featured title that's a very good question and I did not prepare an answer for that so I don't know we can do two answers and no (laughs) yes done (laughs) there you go multiple choice podcasts Mm. Um, but that's a good crowd please to start with right yeah a lot of people didn't like that Dan Kilby thought it looked stupid of course it's plants fighting zombies what do you you want man Uh, next up was Titanfall I like this when it came on. Like I know it's a lot more of the same, but obviously Infinity War guys knew what they were doing the first time around when they kind of reinvented. Like it looked interesting to me, the whole mm-hmm. fighting one big mech. There seems to be a lot more of that as far as next gen goes with like something else going on in the game. So All right, mechs another are cool. play style. Me- mechs are very you cannot like be Call of Duty with mechs. Yeah. But does it not I just think like Infinity War, they uh, the guys left Infinity War set up Respawn, and they brought a game out that looks exactly like Call of Duty. And do you not think they just sort of? Well, I think I get to a point where, I, very cynically, do you think creativity or do you think cash? Like economics, like pure economics, like this will 
you think will take lots of boxes and sell really well and then that becomes what it is that's that's the template i think it's good yes yeah do you think it'll do well i think on the plus side at least they didn't do a destiny thing of the whole 10-year contract like i think it's nice that respawn is, hasn't is gone as crazy ambitious. that at least if it doesn't you know they can do something yeah else, it feels like a one-off they could for Bungie really to have yeah. left to then commit this it's just so hard for someone to get a foothold right in that first person shooter market i'm actually like, wondering how heavy they'll do the whole from the makers of Call of Duty in the marketing for that in launch because oh. when that comes out yeah. Battlefield will be out there the more yeah. kind of familiar face of shooters will be out there how much they'll really heavily promote it is from the makers of Call of Duty you know what they're doing with Man of Steel from the producer they're doing of it with Destiny Destiny has <coughs> been promoted like heavily on Twitter as the, from the makers of Halo and Call Trading of Duty off that name. yeah um, right and then Dice Dice are making a game what did I say last week my prediction was you said oh I'm having a bit of couscous for my lunch yeah <laughs> well not that bit but on last week's podcast I predicted that EA would reveal something Star Wars and they did they did and it was a good little teaser trailer I bet you the moment they signed that um, license with Star Wars that's what they got just that trailer yeah that's what um, they needed that's what everyone wanted isn't it Dice making Battlefront we've mm. got a big cheer here like the first time everybody I think agreed on something was and I think that, that was like a, almost a theme of EA's conference because EA have this reputation of being this big nefarious entity the, the worst company to work for in America the worst company in America and they did a lot of fan service and a lot of nice guy things in this and yeah. I think Battlefront was definitely one of the big ones yeah you have to pay to use the force, obviously, but um, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. You buy me the chlorine. We were we were on IM at the time, and I just messaged you straight away and just said EA have just won the conference. Well, the whole that's, show. That is one of the little insider information. One of the best performing stories on my gym. Really? Yeah. Uh, definitely uh, fan service. And Dragon Age. I'm not big Dragon Age fans. Let's gloss over that yeah, one. Um, next gen sports, 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 more sports. sports. What do you think about all the sports? All the sports. I liked the conversation between um, what was his name? I can't even remember his name. That wasn't even at the EA conference. No, it, it? wasn't. I know oh, what you're thinking uh, about. Yeah, you're yeah, thinking yeah. about. Um, I was going to say Dennis Rodman. Then oh, look at his uh, US sports. I yeah. know what you mean. The LeBron. 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 Yeah. yeah when mean. LeBron was talking to LeBron. Yeah. yeah. Not not big on my basketball. No, I me mean neither. But Speaking that guy of. came out rapping. Rapping, yeah, yeah and then, a bit weird. Fuck that. A lot of rapping. <laughs> fuck that. There was that guy, and he was like trying to pretend to balance a basketball. Didn't have a ball. No. And there was a guy behind him. I don't understand. But the yeah. ball is really important. No shit. Yeah, really. Basketball. Yeah. And um, then the guy came out talking UFC. Don't we all want to know what it feels like to be punched in the face? No, thanks. I'll no. pass. Fighting. The world's first sport yeah. in everyone's DNA is the ability to fight. So you dis- he actually at one point went, do you disagree with that? Like everyone going, oh. room full of games journalists. I'll going, punch you if you do. Just, just don't want to fight. <laughs> Gandhi. What, what would Gandhi have thought? Gan- oh, imagine that UFC. Oh, DLC. <laughs> DLC for UFC. Gandhi. He's got the pants. So. That was a famous pacifist. <laughs> the Harry Krishna brothers. <laughs> like, they're like the Legion of Doom, but the Harry Krishna brothers. Yeah, you're all getting mixed Harry, up with wrestling. wrestling. Harry Krishna. Yeah. And they just lie down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but give you free lentils. So. Free lentils, so. Perk. Perk. High in protein. Yeah. Um, FIFA, Madden, UFC, NBA Live. Much more realistic. Did we see Ale- any footage? It's still no gameplay footage. Um, Alex, who's at E3, played FIFA 14 today on PS3, PS4, I should say. 
and he said it's incredibly realistic it's close to photorealistic he said wow. if you pause it and do um, instant replay fabric billows and like rumples and when you kick the ball rumple the flame crumple rumple rumples sounds, like. sounds weird now um, <laughs> and then you can zoom in individual blades of grass what called there we it. go called it um, so that's all your sports we're not very good sports people so you probably got that by now sorry yeah but Madden whatever um, Battlefield they showcased the huge multiplayer mode and the return of commander mode yeah again the use of a tablet yeah so you can uh, oversee the battlefield if you want. And there was an awesome bit where they were on top of this skyscraper. Really high up. Really, that map was massive. Was it um, Shanghai? Yeah, I don't know, but it looked incredible. It looked yeah. incredible. Um, but uh, it's more battlefield, right? So we have to put it on a downer, but... Um, well, let's talk about Battlefield now. It was showcased in the Xbox conference, but the single-player stuff they showed at the Xbox conference didn't look incredibly impressive. Compared to the sort of Call of Duty Ghost stuff, which I know they've built a new engine, and they, I just think they're... That bit on that battle. Yeah, on, that, on, the, on the ship, ship, when it was sinking. Like, they did that in Modern Warfare 3. Yeah. In a battleship that was sort of sinking. Yeah, and Yeah, and it just looked sort of... It was another world, right? It was incredible. You've gone through the space gate. Yeah. And then they ended with the thing that everyone's wanted for ages and ages. People have moaned on forums for ages and ages. Mirror's Edge 2. It's a thing. Sequel to a game that wasn't that good in the first place. That's weird. You can actually make a sequel to a game that doesn't sell all that well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people want it enough, enough it'll happen want enough and not, and not even call it a sequel make it a reboot well, so basically you have to she bring get, she was getting the tattoos done in the trailer right um, yeah but that look a few people did complain here about it's a free running game but they didn't show any free running, running which was free. weird it's more the as combat. much as fan service but then you didn't give them the thing they all really it begged really, for really like, here's the combat that's the thing that would look great in next gen is being able to see like the draw distance and all next gen stuff looks amazing Maybe it's a, uh, a simulator of her buying her first pair of trainers. Or getting a tattoo. Or tattoo, tattoo simulator. Just sitting there. Connect. Enabled. Right. EA. What do you think overall? I think it's solid. Yeah. Some nice games, some, you know, interesting games. Yeah, I mean, they've obviously put a lot of money behind next gen, right? Yeah. Uh, and they've got a lot more Star Wars stuff to announce as well, which... Game from Visceral, who made Dead Space. Yeah. Um, right, first of the big boys, Nintendo. <laughs> Um, laughed. So uh, Nintendo did a Nintendo Direct broadcast. They didn't yeah, turn up the show. So they had stuff that's playable at E3, but they didn't do the big fancy conference. Which I think was the right thing Probably to on this showing, yeah. probably a wise decision. Because yeah. if the people were disappointed last year at what they had, I think this year really would have been disappointed. Um, so what were the big announcements? New 3D Mario, Super Mario World. This is the new original Mario that's been made for the Wii U. New original? It's, called, it's new original, new like, you know, the, the, the kind of flagship okay. 3D Mario. So it's from the makers of the people who made Super Mario Galaxy. Yes. Okay, probably the, one of the greatest games of the last generation. Yeah. Okay, 100% everyone says, I've played it, it's incredible, it's, it's amazing. And basically, they've been brought on to make a Wii U game, and they've made a spiritual sequel to a 3DS game. Which they also made. Which they also made. But the thing is, 3D Land takes advantage of the 3DS's 3D screen. Yeah. 
they've created a game for Wii U called 3D World, and it's kind of weird isometric angle in some instances, Yeah. side on in others. So the big thing that's coming to Super Mario 3D World is four-player co-op, on-screen co-op. Uh, they haven't confirmed if it's local or online. Obviously, they need online to make it actually interesting. Understand what, what they're trying to do with that. Like traditionally, Mario is a single-player game. You're trying to make it into a family experience, but that is one of the few games that fans would want to remain. It's a, a system seller, right? It should be the system seller. It should be its flagship title. But this doesn't feel like it is. It's got the cat suit. I don't know what it is, Tom. And then compound that with Mario Kart 8, which said, oh, you can go underwater and you can fly. You go, I played that a couple of years ago in Mario Kart 7. But you can fly upside down. You can drive upside down as well. It's like, is that really? How did it, did you stream the Nintendo conference here? Oh, uh, we didn't. It was something, I guess, kind of a lot of fans wanted us to show. So we ended up box drumming it with duct tape and an HDMI cable. I think someone had to use their mobile phone to pass it, but it was still the stream wasn't even kind of reliable. Ten, I think kind of like 10 people you know it was minimal compared to what we'd have seen if we hadn't shown something else yeah. very few people cared even when we had put it on it was just diehards that have already got a 3DS that were really like what can like what can I get for it and yeah especially for Wii U there wasn't much I know and the other like thing that took a lot of time in the conference was the Wind Waker HD remake it's a game that's 10 years old yeah. and yeah don't get me wrong it looks lovely and that is a fantastic game if you haven't played it you should play it but so they confirmed Wind Waker they also confirmed that the new Mario uh, 3DS is linked to two worlds. What's it called? Zelda. Uh, yeah. A link between two worlds. Link between two worlds. But no sign of the new Zelda for the new. Nothing. So the, the way back early in the year, they kind of trailed that there will be a new Zelda. Still nothing on it. Yeah. I just wonder if is that what is George this, was saying. It's just not ready. Is this the problem with them having so many kind of Nintendo Directs that? Their E3 is kind of other companies are very clever like, to spread it. Yeah, out, if they kind of save it, it all into one, it would have been decent. But and then Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze from Retro. Like everyone was very excited about what Retro was working on next. And there was that. And there was the, you know on the, the stream they were like, look at Donkey Kong's fur. And you're like. <laughs> Was the same as it was on Wii. Like really, I don't think Pixar are shitting themselves. <laughs> and then, so but I, I don't know. You know, Wii U's meant to be that fun console, isn't it? I think Donkey Kong is going to be a fun game to play. So but it's a two D platformer, and we've already had Mario U, right? Yeah. I don't know. I I'd mean, like to have seen more like Nintendo Land type of things, the mini games. That's yeah. what they do well. Yeah. And everyone that's come here and played it. Those like DLC for that. Like going, all these new yeah. games are coming later this year. Just yeah, add you know, an extra extra maps would have still probably done the job for now. But it's yeah. people come in and love it, and then go, what else is there? And we kind of that's it. Look lost. Yeah, you know, that's about yeah. it. Yeah. And then Smash Brothers. A lot of people got excited that Mega Man was. That seemed to be yeah, weirdly the biggest thing. I have no real affection or connection to yeah. Mega Man to make that into a big deal. Big kind of Nintendo reveal was then like a Capcom character, yeah, which is weird. odd. That is the future for Nintendo to go the way of Sega. We mentioned this several times, but I just, you know, some of those games, like, if Wind Waker, you could download that on my PS4, when I get it, it's £10. I'd totally do that. Yeah. Tristan uh, from Margin Australia posted on his Facebook, he just said it's Nintendo is literally living in gaming's like Groundhog Day. It's, it's the yeah. same thing every time. But that is literally a game from 10 years ago. Yeah. 
And there was a game that came out on 3DS. And Donkey Kong is a 2D platform. That's a Wii game. Anyway, let's let's move on to more bigger. And more but we don't mean to. We're not. I mean, yeah. these games could all be amazing, right? And they will be previewing them on the site, so we'll find out what all these games are about. Yeah, and I think a lot of the 3DS games I'm really excited about. So don't I don't hate Nintendo. I no. love Nintendo. Yeah. It was a shame no one else really announced anything like the other publishers. So I know before the Ubisoft conference, people weren't watching on a CS like Zombie U2 maybe. Yeah. Something. And, and it's pretty much just a collection of games that are coming out for everything. Like yeah. Origins, that sort of thing. Alright, so uh, Bex is here. Uh, you may remember from former IGN podcast. She's heckled us to say her mum's reviewed the Nintendo um, press conference and she's going to read out the text message from her mum. Okay, this is all my mum messaged me today. Just watched Nintendo E3. Only the usual stuff. Super Mario Land, New E. Though I haven't finished first one, and Donkey Kong Country Hot and Cold can't remember a proper title, haha. Though transferring from barrel to barrel is gonna stump me. Oh, and upside down Mario Kart, allow that lol. <laughs> allow, allow that. <laughs> Wow. That was a review, a live review, which I think sums up everyone's feelings, uh, basically. Could about be the new abridged style videos I think we were saying about. Let's now get We've missed a trick here. Our mum's mum's watching conferences. We should still do it. We could still do that. My mum could Yeah. We should do that. Yeah, let's do this. So, Nintendo, yeah, I mean. They, they don't, they've kind of sort of shied away from E3, right, in a sense. Yeah, I don't think it's a big thing for them anymore. I mean, they're focusing on other markets and... And you know what? They have led the way because Konami did a big live stream before the show, right, before it even began. They previewed everything, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Call of Duty did the same thing. They had their whole own conference to do it. And they've got it right. Like, why do we have to, like this two, three days, the information overload yeah. is too much. Yeah. We're sat there. But, but we're until, until, yeah, I can't keep track of this happen. But until that change, by taking that decision, until there's a transition and a move away from you three, you look like you've not bothered. Yeah. So let's move on to the big consoles. Microsoft was up first, and it's fair to say that uh, the levels for excitement for Xbox were pretty low after they did all their announcements about DRM and news games and, and all the TV stuff. They kind of bundled. That yeah. Announcement. So they had, yeah, I mean, they had the announcements, but then they also came out with a release that set, clarified a lot of stuff about used yeah. games, right? Yeah, there's a lot of confusion, and I'm still a bit confused about the X. Because I, you know, you and I both have been on media this week where we've had to explain what the situation is, and it's quite it's quite hard to convey it in a couple of succinct sentences. Um, Microsoft, you know, publishers still might decide to allow trading games on Xbox One, but what might Microsoft have created with the new console is an infrastructure that allows them to check on you every single day. So that's the difference with the PlayStation 4. Yeah, right, that's true. Um, like it's it's been really difficult to try and figure it out. Like PlayStation, there's also a chance that pe- third-party publishers can charge for pre-owned games on PlayStation. So there right? might still be DRM on PlayStation Four, but they can't do anything above and beyond what they can currently do, i.e., online passes, you play 
those sort of structures, yeah. it would be the public, it would be the developer, the publisher would have to put that in place. The PlayStation 4 can't check on you every 24 hours. Yeah, Sony aren't doing that. That is the right move as well. That's yeah, completely the right. And move. like, because then you stay out of it. Yeah, you make the publishers the bad guys. But then our Xbox quote, going, it seems like it's very much a publisher console. They're going for the big corporate thing. Yeah, from a fan point of view, they're going to get angry. But I think they're banking on you will go and buy it because it's got and where they're going to put their games. Because that's a bullish move, though. That's a really yeah, bullish move. It's, it's a weird situation because you could have a situation theoretically, Activision could allow trading, not allow trading on Xbox One, and then allow it on PlayStation. That's weird, yeah. And I mean, I think the really funny thing is, like you say, people are going to people they think they've got a captive audience who will buy Xbox to play Call of Duty and FIFA, and. Sony were really smart by saying, "Yeah, we'll ha we'll have Call of Duty and we'll have FIFA." They just threw it away. It was, it was, it was just like, like oh, we've got all those EA Sports games. It wasn't yeah. even a slide. Yeah, and they, they, they the, the Sony conference was really like, yeah, really um, smart in how they sort of stuck the knife in. But let's move on to Xbox. Uh, they did have games. Yeah, they said there was all over out the games, and they brought loads of games with them, and quite a few different types of games. I don't think we need to talk that much about the Xbox 360 stuff. Nope. I think a lot of people know that. So the first game they showed next gen was Rise, Son of Rome. This is the game that was announced a few years ago. It's been back into development. Yeah. It's an exclusive, and yeah. yeah, it was a big quick time event fiesta. Yeah. It was a bit like you when it started. You're like, wow, this looks incredibly impressive, and wow, look at all these possibilities and opportunities for developers. And I don't know. Yeah, still press Y. I've got a feeling that it was it's developed by Crytek, but it was originally going to be that a, was the uh, Connect one, yeah, the E3. Like it was a good trailer at yeah. E3, and then it disappeared. It disappeared for a long time. And that makes sense if they're translating a Connect game into a, a, a controller game, then you're going to have to translate those like sort of broad moves into a one button press, yeah. right? It still looks a bit tankish. I thought the guy didn't look to have that much. Kind of, yeah, um, a lot of comparisons to God of War have been made, but it doesn't look as flexible as Kratos. No. So I was wondering if there was still some degree of Connect. Integration yeah. um, with Rise. It looked visually very impressive. Yeah. Next um, up, nostalgia. Killer Instinct exists. Yeah. I thought this was bullshit. This was the thing a lot of people came in like a couple of days before we saw about E2. That was the one game they all whispered with like, you didn't know what they going to announce that. Well, they just said that like, it was the one everyone leaked, I guess, beforehand that said. Because there was something in the office are like nonplussed by it, but I think they're too young to really remember. Like, I mm. played Killer Instinct on the stairs. I remember it had a black cartridge. Yeah, that was uh, the thing. Like, was really they're going to cool. do a black oh, case. A black or... cartridge. Oh, that's, that's a cool game. Wasn't it a bit rubbish, though? Yes. Right, well, I remember getting I just, it. I think I like the characters more than the game. Yeah. Like, I like the design of the characters. And um, interestingly, this is going to be free to play. Yeah. And you fight and characters. Yeah. It's an interesting model for a fighting game. I think it makes sense with a fighting game more than more, most fighting games. Dead Alive just went free to play in Japan. Yeah. So you can play Dead Alive well, with the yeah, basic characters. So. Um, Sunset Overdrive. I had no idea what that was. That was from Insomniac. Because uh, shooters worked out really well for them with Fuse, obviously. So yeah. it looked like it was made by Sunny Delight. Yeah, it kind of felt a bit um, bullet stormy, but yeah. like cartoony. Jet Set Radio, like a lot of grinding on. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't really get us. That is the new thing to add to shooters, isn't it? You've got the knee slide and knee one slide, game, all those sort of jump all, in another. It's a bit Mirror's Edge as well. It's all games in one. It's the Venn diagram game. Um, I'd actually play a game about Venn diagrams. <laughs> um, Forza, we got a car on stage and invented stupid words. <laughs> that was weird. They just went, yeah, it's a car. Woo, hello. And you were like, oh, 
brilliant graphics. Yeah. <laughs> um, driver tires. So what's that all about, Tom? That's the using the cloud to create AI. So your Xbox has to be always connected to the internet while you're playing, obviously. And it takes your driving style and your data and creates like uh, opponents within the game for other people to play against. So basically, they're, they're claiming that it's going to do away with AI, racing game AI. Because so it would theoretically source kind of personalities from my friends list or other yeah. players. Yeah, it's basically, um, it's the end of the world as we know it, right? Well, something you had with things, I remember Perfect Dark, where my mind when you had the little preset bots like Pacifist, and it would just be a bot that only fired when you shot it. Yes. And it's it's, it's going to end up like that, surely. It will just take, does he shoot a lot? All right, we'll make it. Driver like, tire. Drive cycle. Um, my driver tire is going to be fucking so shit. Cap it'll be crashing all over the place. <laughs> and just yeah, it just goes. Why reverse it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can, you can have that. Yeah, it's like I don't want it. I mean, you and I have grid two. <laughs> Day, it's like I'm sure this is a great game, but I'm just reversing. It's like that scene in Austin Powers when you're reversing just to bash it into walls. What is interesting though is they've added uh, open wheel cars, so you've got IndyCar and Formula One cars now, or at least classic Formula How One cars. Like, yeah. Which I think for a game that strives for realism and uh, people who are petrol heads are really into car racing games. That's a huge deal because obviously Formula One is tied up with Codemasters. Yeah. But if you can play that sort of game within Forza, then you don't need both, do you? And look gorgeous. Yeah, it looks incredible, yeah. Um, Minecraft coming to Xbox One? Bigger maps, more multiplayer? That would be a really powerful argument to get uh, Xbox as long as that's only on there. Yeah. Not PlayStation. Yeah. For kids anyway. And depending on what functionality they add to that version of it above and beyond the Xbox 360. Do, are you going to have to pay for it again? I'm not sure. I mean, that's one question, right? That we're bringing you Minecraft, but you're going to have to pay for it again. That becomes a different proposition, right? Minecraft 2.0. Yeah. Oh, does it import your worlds already? Yeah. Like, does a lot of people... Got any better? Yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine... <laughs> I can't imagine a lot of people switching over if they're going to rebuild everything they've already done. They won't, will they? Yeah. Like, no, what's It the doesn't point? look any different. Yeah. And those Maybe are, more bigger stuff. And they've never managed to cross the ecosystems at the moment, have they? You can't play from mobile to yeah. desktop. I only had two player local co-op, maybe they're going to go four, something like, or like someone on a tablet, smart glass, something they all, didn't really show. All of it, just what, you can do them all. Can it? Yeah, we want you to buy one. Can they do them all? I bought one. No, it can't. <laughs> uh, Quantum Break. This is a TV show from Remedy that's also a game. Looks fucking boring. They should have showed more. It, was like, it looked like, like Quantum Leap CSI. Where like, source code, almost. A source yeah. code, well. I don't know how that's going to work. They really miss selling this already. Like, TV shows just take too long to make yeah. as well. It's not a quick thing to turn yeah, around. And maybe a podcast game. Because it, 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 it's selling it on the decisions you make in the game impact the TV show. It's not. No. If, and if it does, it'll be in the most kind of superficial way. Like, 60% of the players drop this bottle, so in the episode of the television show, the bottle was on the floor. Brilliant. Thank you. Uh, Project Spark, they spent a lot of time on that. Oh, wait, sorry. So we've got Swery's new game, D4. Uh, D4. Not a lot to show. Episodic games. It's interesting that was at the Xbox conference. Yeah, Japanese developer. Uh, Project Spark was uh, their rip-off of Media Molecule and Editor as well. And just sort of a creative game, do whatever you want. Give a, a rock a personality. Goblin Camp. Goblin Camp. I'd like to that. 
I would never play that. No. I, I don't. I can see there's scope for it, there's room for it, but I can't design games, I can't design levels. Yeah, I don't, even with level editors now, like yeah. trials maps are not trials Terrible. maps. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, a straight it's, line. It's those um, series of YouTube videos of David Brent teaching how to play guitar. And he goes, right, I'm not going to teach you how to play guitar. Hopefully you've got one. And it's like that, it's like, you're the development tools, make your own game. I don't want any. We'll play games. It seems very cool, cynical, a very cynical move to sort of take a bit of Minecraft and Little Big Planets. But it just just didn't have the charm, like instant no, charm. It like, just seems that you overly complicated. I don't. Look, chaos. Yeah, not a fun chaos. They did a whole load of Xbox Live stuff, including the DVR stuff, which is where you can talk to your friends and upload and your stuff. Record your games and then, yeah. like, and then Twitch was like the guest of the boom. Twitch was you can quite big in live broadcast yeah. that game. Yeah. And it's all natively done within Xbox One. Yeah. And um, Microsoft Point's gone. Oh, they're going to give you free games on Xbox Gold. And those free games starting this month Assassin's Creed 2 and Halo 3. Which would be cost you how much in uh, your local secondary Trading. store? Two pounds. Two pounds. Probably, yeah. yeah. Six, probably picking both up for six Get those fr- trading games while you can. Yeah. Um, C- Crimson Dragon, they obviously fucked that up. Look, look, there's no sound. Yeah. You have to pay for the sound. You have to pay for the They want DLC. I love how people were making the sound effects in the room. And people were going Xbox on mute. Witcher 3 looks incredible. Yeah, that looks great. That looks Gorgeous. like a Game of Thrones RPG that I've always wanted. Pretty cool. Yeah. I've never played a Witcher game, but I think I'm going to get involved with that one. Uh, let's skim over Battlefield 4 because we've already talked about that. Dead Rising 3, exclusive to Xbox One. Yeah. Capcom have come out and said that they wanted to make the game, they've made the game more like Call of Duty to appeal to Call of Duty fans. Brilliant, that's what I really wanted was the zombie was, Call of Duty game. That was oh. the same approach for Resident Evil with the like making it three games in one. And it's just like the amalgamation. They, I thought they got bored of that Homogenisation of bullshit. I don't even know what to say about that. But then two really exciting games. It's a mashup, Tom. It's yeah. a mashup of two different types of shit. Below and there's a new Halo game coming. Yeah, great. Below looks good though. What's right? Self-generating title from Capybara. Below. Yeah. I mean, they didn't show enough of it. It was glossed over really quickly. I think the most interesting things were glossed over, and Halo. Um, you know, anyone listens to this podcast, know most of us are really Halo fans, and I've got nothing against Halo. It's just personally, I don't really have any affinity for it. I don't connect to it. Yeah, so but we know it's a big deal, right? So yeah. for yeah. some people, it's a massive. So I'm not. I'm exactly. not slagging it off. Um, and then pricing. Okay. Ooh. So in the UK, it's going to cost four hundred twenty-nine. <laughs> So it was a bit of a gasp, I think, because 499 for a console in the States is expensive, right? Yeah. 429 in the UK, it's just a screw over. Like, that does not translate in the. Well, economically. economically. It does it, well, there's the sales tax. Yeah. Which varies from city to city and state to state, but it can be anywhere up to 10%. And then they're going to cost um, the princess on a £429. Yeah. And you think that's pretty steep, don't you? It is. It's, it's a lot of money. I kind of thought it was okay until then you until, saw what was following. Until and the then the conference yeah. where it's like, that is significantly more, that's £18. So Sony's kicked off by showing off the console itself. It's a black box, surprise, surprise. I think it looks much nicer than the Xbox One. It's yeah. smaller and it's about similar size to the current um, Super 7, apparently. There was a good picture on Reddit and it was Xbox One comes in bold. The Xbox comes in italic. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I want the underscore. Yeah. Um, we, we use Slash. Yeah. 
but it looked good and yeah everyone was happy with the design let's move on it looks a bit like a PS2 yeah I think so I think where I described it was homage to the PS2 from the future yeah um, and then we had some games so new IPs Order 1886 from Santa Monica with really weird historical futuristic mashup yeah like nice order in Victorian London really yeah. crazy stuff yeah it looks like a co-op shooter uh, Victorian London's always a good place to go um, monsters probably supernatural my favourite thing was possibly the Dark Sorcerer trailer yeah that was brilliant from Quantic Dream a studio not known for their levity no I had no idea what this game was going to be and I can't I wait to find I was, out more. I was speaking to Bex I was like imagine if they like completely departed from what they're known for doing and it's actually you follow the guy who's the actor as he tries to adjust his career for, to work in video games and it's basically Kirby enthusiasm of the game it did, it did feel a bit uh, oh spoilers it did feel a bit Iron Man 3 yeah, I thought yeah, exactly I that mean. yeah um, Next up, the indie roster, which we mentioned with George, was fantastic, particularly Octodad. Octodad just blew us all away when we oh, saw it. It, 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 it just, just looks so much trailer. fun, doesn't it? We just all started laughing at the same time. But I love the fact that that game and Donald Starve and those kind of games got a whole section in what is a big conference. I don't think Microsoft will do that. And it's a shame because Microsoft really built a reputation with the um, arcade marketplace. It doesn't seem that it really figures into the... What it felt like was that Microsoft really aimed at games that they thought we wanted. Sony said, these are games that we want to make. Yeah, and that people, people want to make. Want to make. Yeah. This guy had an idea, he made this game, yeah. he might like it. Uh, Final Fantasy, fucking badass. Final Fantasy, was the, that was the first time I've seen a Final Fantasy game, I thought, I want to play that. It looks like crazy Japanese Uncharted meets Metal Gear Revengeance. Yeah. So Versus 13 becomes 15, it becomes the main instalment in the series. Um, Mad Max uh, was announced by Warner Brothers. That's a multi-platform title. Everyone thought it was going to be something else, I think. Yeah. There were a few shouts yeah, well, well, um, yeah. because of where it came in the schedule. And then... Mad Max, I think until we know, until the hype machine builds around that movie, no one's going to be excited yeah, about that game. Yeah, someone here, it was nice to see a game. Normally it's like, oh, it's a place on like Mad Max. No, it's a bit like Mad Max. To yeah. finally just have... No, it's a Mad Max game. There you go. It's a great trailer as well. It looks like, you know, it didn't look too good like Tom Hardy, so Standalone. Yeah, I think it's based on the on the, the source and serial. Yeah. And then finally, Sony won the day. Became the champions of V3. Not only do they allow, not only do they allow used games, they support used games. The wording of that is very specific. Yeah, it's weighted. We support them. It's like when, hey, you buy it, you own it, you what you want about it. And he was kind of like almost a little bit like a gang of You mess with me. Yeah. Um, we do that, and then he announced the price: three hundred forty-nine pounds. Which it just won it. Well, we we pre-ordered immediately after it. But Xbox is still very exciting, uh, and there's still a long way to go before release. Um, so uh, I don't know what more to say there is about it. Like, I think maybe we need to get hands-on. We do. I mean, Alex is out there, and he'll be able to speak a lot more about it next week. Um, we are running over time here at E2, and we are about to finish up. So yeah, you've well. got some rift to try, haven't you? You're going to get on. Uh, yeah, so do let us know what you thought of everything from E3 
E3 sofa. Our so email's still buggered. Uh, yeah, our email's still buggered, but if you come to our Facebook page at IGN UK, there is an option, option to message us directly. And I think probably what we'll do next week is dedicate the, probably the whole show to your feedback. So um, you can get us uh, on Facebook. Also follow us on Twitter at IGN UK. Jimmy, uh, you can follow Loading Bar on Twitter. Yeah, at Drink Relax Play, and same for the website, or just pop down, grab a coffee. The coffee here is incredible, and the white chocolate, uh, hot chocolate, is, is mind-blowing. Yeah, the Will Guy at special. He's a connoisseur of coffee as well. Yeah. Uh, that's next generation hot chocolate. There you go. Wrap it up. Always online. Uh, but thanks to James, James who is an iGen podcast listener who is here <laughs> waiting for us to be our audience. So thanks for joining us, James. Thanks, Bex. Thanks, Bex's mum. Thanks, Bex's mum. <laughs> thanks, Rich. Thanks. <laughs> Until next Good. time. It's going to kick off. Yeah. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.